Welcome to American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the stories in American Road Magazine. My name is Foster Brown. If you've been a frequent listener to these podcasts, you will know me as the host of American Road Trip Talk, but most of the time, I wear an entirely different hat. For 40 years, I've been a radio broadcaster in the Detroit metropolitan area, and for the last 16 of those years, I've hosted a weekly show called The Internet Advisor. We help people with their computer problems and introduce them to experts in the field. So what has that got to do with traveling the American road? I'm glad you asked. On our first show of 2014, I interviewed Mike Wendland, noted tech reporter on radio and CBS TV. Mike recently retired, decided to take his considerable talents on the American road in a small RV. Mike has turned this new chapter in his life into a whole new career called road trekking. You can find stories and pictures of his adventures at roadtrekking.com. Mike now handles all sorts of topics, from repairing your generator to dealing with sitting disease and knowing when it's too cold to RV. Today's interview is brought to you by the Illinois Route 66 Scenic Byway, where the mother road begins. From famous roadside restaurants to hidden gems, Route 66 in Illinois offers a journey back in time. Let's talk about your new career, which has taken you on the road. And let's talk a little bit of road trekking and what that is. Well, you know, I, you know I've spent 40 years in, in, in broadcast journalism and in you know, print journalism. I worked for the Free Press, the Detroit News, the Bay City Times, and Radio and but um, the last, you know, 20 years or so of my career, Channel 4, I did a lot of traveling. Um, I did a lot of traveling uh, after I left 4, and uh, I never, I was just a stand-up. I'd run into a city, fly into a city, do a stand-up, and then leave. And it was just, you know, slam, bam, we're out of here. Yeah, man. Right. And that was my television, and that was my newspaper reporting. And so... I just wanted to go back and see stuff. I just want, yes. I love telling stories. When I was at the Free Press, I was their video columnist for a couple of years. That's right. traveled around Michigan telling video stories. And we just, I just, my wife Jennifer, I just loved it. And so we got a little motor home, uh, a small 24-foot uh, motor home, and we traveled the country. Uh, I'm on the road right now. I'm in uh, Williamstown, Kentucky, as we talk to you. Mm. And uh, we, we travel the country, and whatever I find interesting, I write about, and I tell about, and I do a video about. We should tell folks, you're not, now, you may, being down in Kentucky, people think he's escaping the cold. You embrace it. You've gone to the UP up near Tequaman and Falls. When well, the reason was... I'm coming back, we were down south. The reason I'm coming back is we're coming home, and i got to shovel my driveway tonight. I guess a big storm's coming. Uh... And then, then we're heading up through the Upper Peninsula in the next week and a half, and then over to Duluth, and then I'm going to cover a 200-mile sled dog ride from oh. Duluth all the way north to the Canadian border, where they tell me there's three and a half feet of snow on the ground. Now, when you say cover, Mike Wendland, do you mean as in get on board a sled? Well, I did, I did that last year. I'll probably do that this year. It's pretty fun. But I'll actually do video and, oh, and photos and a story that combines winter camping with this cool, this is a, the only North American qualifier for the Iditarod. That's right, that's right. That's and right. then I will do, you know, what it's like living up in the middle of, of uh, <laughs> northern Minnesota in the middle of the wintertime. And so there'll be, you know, I have no idea. Yeah, we're talking about seven inches of snow. right there I know I'll do. Yeah, we're talking about seven inches of snow and single digits weather as if it was, you know, and it will be record-breaking for our area here if southeast Michigan, for instance. But up there, it's every day. Cal, you had something. So, Mike, when you're out on the road and you're all over the place doing the things that you do, uh, I, I would imagine MiFi's and, and cellular yep. phones. How, how do you do? How do you do your connectivity to stay in contact with the rest of civilization? 
Well, that's the other thing that, and, and plus, I didn't, I don't know if we knew this the last time you and I talked, but since November, I'm also doing on the world reports for Verizon Wireless. I oh, wait, no, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, they have a cool little uh, blog, and uh, it's, you know, it's whatever I want to do again, uh, I and it. I just, on the road reports, but uh, it started off because they heard of, I have a MiFi card here in my little motorhome, and so I always have a network going. And I've got an extender on it. So, I've, I mean, I think Yellowstone National Park was the only place where I couldn't get coverage for a couple of days. <laughs> and uh, every place else I've got it. And actually, wow. even there, I found a place you could drive up to the top of the mountain and get a coverage. But I but, uh, use Wi-Fi to keep in contact. And then um, well, you the, know, I keep buying tech gadgets. So the, the two yeah. hobbies uh, go together. I just bought a and drone. It, you know, well, you're, I want to talk about that in a second. But, folks, what's interesting with Mice Con, I wanted just to point you back there, is if you love to travel, Mike is getting a lot of technology, a lot of gadgets, et cetera, that help people in particular who are doing travel. And, and you can find it more about, for instance, that extender and the MiFi, et cetera. But talk about the drone. That is fascinating. I saw that segment. Well, the drone is is, uh, is actually an amazing little story that has all sorts of privacy implications. But for me and you guys, it's just the cool tech stuff. This is... Uh, it cost, uh, the, the one I've got now is called the Phantom 2, and when you hook it all up with a gimbal and like a little steady cam and the GoPro high-def camera, it costs you a couple of grand. But this thing is amazing, the quality of video that you oh. get. And and I you got can, it. You can see that, by the way, on Mike's site. Mike, Mike has a video you can watch. It's, it's yeah, amazing. When I go out to, uh, uh, yeah, I just put it up in my front yard at home the other day, and yeah. I got snow. But, but when I go out to these national parks and these really beautiful areas, uh, the beaches of the Emerald Coast in Florida. I'll put this drone up, and I'll be able to show a wide oh, variety yeah. of the shots, and you know, and then pictures of my little motorhome moving up and down the mountain pass. It's just a great uh, and it's complement a, to the regular video and their photos. Yeah, and it's a steady cam, as Mike mentioned, which is part of the cost, but it, it does not jiggle around, you know. So you've no, got the kind of thing you'll see, for instance, with the helicopters and news. Now these things have become a huge hobby. I mean, they're selling. Oh. A thousand to two thousand of these in the U.S. every week. So imagine what's going to happen in a couple <laughs> of years. Now the FAA is already starting to crack down. Yeah. Um, big media outlets are getting them. Think of the privacy implications oh. when you can't get into a crime scene. A yes. TV crew sends up its drone and it flies over. So there's going to be some conflict. But oh, yeah. I'm talking about pure hobby use of it right yeah. now in getting just beautiful pictures. But Mike, I'm having a ball with it. What you're, what you're talking about, and I, I love the way you deal with technology, too, because it kind of looks ahead as well. And as a thoughtful reporter saying, you know, there are some other concerns here. Well, it's a cool gadget. Think of what happens, for instance, for the police if suddenly this little drone, maybe the size of a dragonfly is taking pictures for a local TV. You thought that you know the internet was invasive before with Twitter, etc. Think of what could be done with a well, drone. Here's, here's the other thing, and this is my other favorite tool: Google Glasses. Oh, have this, you got it? There? I just, I just, yeah, I just wrote. I'm now one of their quote explorers. I just wrote a column on PC Mike about it. This, I think, is going to have more privacy issues than anything. Oh yeah. But again, from the tech point of view, I think it's just, it's. It's to me. It is the most revolutionary technology device I've seen since the iPhone '97 in, in 2007. Yeah. This thing uh, is just stunning. But it's incredible, Mike. You know what? Video. We're running out of time. We'll keep up with you during the year. PCMike.com is all you need to know. Today's interview is brought to you by the Illinois Route 66 Scenic Byway, where the Mother Road begins.
From famous roadside restaurants to hidden gems, Route 66 in Illinois offers a journey back in time. This interview with Mike Wendland was taken from our Internet Advisor broadcast, heard January the 4th, 2014, on WJR Radio, 760 AM in Detroit. If you'd like to hear more of the show, just visit InternetAdvisor.net and look for the January 4th podcast. You can also find out more about Mike Wendlin at roadtrekking.com. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast and will watch for our next one as they appear weekly on our blog page at americanroadmagazine.com. You'll also find a wealth of information waiting for you on our homepage, like itineraries for your next trip, sweepstakes, special bargains, and so much more. Until we meet again on the American Road, look for us on Facebook, and remember that the joy is in the journey.